everybody. Welcome back to Dapper Dividends. This is number 29. I am your host, Russ. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me. So I am back home. I am back from my four-day jaunt with the fam to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Got some fun, got some sun, got some sunburn. Everybody's healing up nicely. And I've been back to work yesterday and today. And it has been hot. And the path I've chosen that pays my bills and pays me money that I get to save and invest with is welding. And today I was facing south all day welding. And if you don't know, you have to wear a jacket or else you're, well, you don't have to. Uh, You could go sleeveless, but uh, your arms will get burned up and I don't want to have burns all over my arms. So instead, I just sweat, drink a lot of water and just think of all the nice dividends that I'm going to be getting with the money that I am earning doing what I do. And I am paid well doing what I do. So don't worry about me. Uh, Reminds me of a quote, actually, uh, heard from Dean Graziosi, the uh, American investor, entrepreneur, um, famous. Uh, He has a quote that says, saying yes gets you out of Egypt, saying no gets you to the promised land. Pretty cool quote. Uh, basically delves into the entrepreneur mindset where you say yes all the time. You say yes to extra hours. You say yes to taking on risk. You say yes, 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 and that gets you more and more. But then you reach a point where in order to move even further ahead, you have to start saying no so you can start focusing on the things that are getting you to that promised land. So kind of cool how it how it can shift that we get our initial start by saying yes, and then we get to the promised land uh, by saying no to things. And even as a dividend investor, you can cross that into thinking, I say no to a lot of stuff. Um, My brother-in-law loves to go out and eat. And even one time on this trip, I said, why don't we just make some sandwiches at home? Give the kids uh, grilled cheese and we can eat lunch at home. We'll go out and eat dinner. So I said no to going out to eat because I wanted to save that money. So I guess it's true. It does ring true that getting no, saying no does get us to the uh, to the promised land. And while I'm on the subject of famous people, there is a celebrity in the United States. Uh, I don't think he's done anything internationally. John Taffer. I am just about through with his book called Don't Bullshit Yourself. And very, very good book. Uh, basically, one thing I wanted to read you from it that really struck me that can be extremely helpful to you is he, he talks about people don't have a time management problem. They have a priority management problem. So uh, bear with me here. I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs from his book, something I was just reading. And he says, most of us don't have to work 15, 19 or 20 hours a day to meet our goals. We probably don't even have to work 12 hours a day. There are people who run billion dollar businesses in 12 hours a day or less, go home to their families and manage to get a good night's sleep. The major difference between an efficient person's day and your day is the ability to prioritize. I wake up 90 minutes before I have to leave my house so I can eat breakfast, check the news and email, and have some breathing room before I start the day. I am dressed in five minutes because I know what I am going to wear. My wardrobe is simple and prepared. I define each day by what I need to accomplish. I am priority driven. I know what will take me forward and what will keep me stalled. 
Even if you have 20 different things going on, you may not necessarily have to cut back on them to be efficient. You just have to figure out what your priorities are on a daily basis because it's unlikely that you can work on all 20 tasks in one day or work on them very effectively. Instead of allowing yourself to binge on junk activity as opposed to junk food, which you should not binge on either, shift your thinking from time management to priority management. I think of all the things I have to get done as balls. I'm <laughs> I might have 20 balls, but only five are really important on any given day. I have to move those five balls every day. After a certain number of days, I will push those balls over the finish line and another five will take their place. If I can move each of those balls each day, I am progressing my life and my agenda. If those balls don't move, I'm not moving. I wake up energized by the ball that will be hardest to move and excited about the one easiest to move. Winners go for the tough balls first. I love that. How cool is that? Definitely tells you that you need to focus on the most important priorities and only limit them to four or five or so of the most important ones that are going to move your life forward and try to move each of those balls closer to the finish line each day and when you get one over that's an accomplishment that's a win and then a new ball is going to take that one's place and you could hear me laugh my it's been a long day and that's my uh you know that's the uh nine-year-old that lives inside of my brain still a uh, little bit of sophomoric humor there so let's get to what uh i didn't tell you my plays did i i just saw my note here so i i'm growing we're doing good I've had 826 total plays. My audience size is still at 30, and I have made $8.26. I figure it's fun to shoot you these numbers each week. Um, you can hear how I'm growing, what, what's going on. This is, this is from me to you. This is just a side project, hobby I'm doing to share some knowledge and, uh, and information here. So I'm going to get into the buys this week and dividends that I've received and whatnot. So in the taxable, I received dividend. <laughs> Do you hear that? I'm going to leave this in because I've caught myself doing <laughs> in between words. What the hell is that? I, I don't think I talk like that, but when I'm doing the podcast, I'm I'm doing that. It's, uh, it's a little bit weird for me. And yes, I do listen to every podcast back. Uh, try and hear what I can improve on and what I do differently. So I'm going to try and stop doing the <laughs> in between words so much. Anyway, so let's get right back into it. I, I got dividends from ticker symbol O, Realty Income. I got ticker symbol LEG, Dividends, Leggett and Platt. And I got dividends from CubeSmart, ticker symbol C-U-B-E. CubeSmart was a little bit of a headstrong buy, kind of a... I actually worked at one of their facilities with my job, and then I noticed that they were popping up everywhere around Chicago. I could not stop seeing CubeSmart, so I saw that they pay a dividend. It's been growing for a few years, uh, low payout ratio, and I, I jumped in. I got a few shares, nothing big. I, I've been wanting to add, um, but it's come down, and it's just not a focus. It's a super small ancillary part of my my taxable portfolio so um anyways i'm just getting dividends from it and it's sitting there and i may add to it one day i may sell out of it and go into more uh, realty income um anyway so uh i got dividends from those three this week and that was it and then the buys 
I bought more Starbucks. Actually, I bought Starbucks on the beach in Myrtle Beach. I bought that at $74.25. A little bit overpriced. That's okay because in 20 years from now, 15 years from now, I think this is going to be a really good price. This is probably one of the biggest dividend growth, uh, not dividend paying growth, but as a company, a growing uh, company, they're almost like a tech stock in a, in a way that they're, they have a lot of room to run. They have a lot of room to grow. Starbucks are popping up everywhere. I drove by a Starbucks today on North Avenue in Carroll Stream, I think, and it was slammed. I counted nine cars in the drive-through line. I counted about another six in the parking lot. So definitely not hurting. Liking what I see from Starbucks. And I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. I'm a tea man through and through. I don't drink coffee, but I love Starbucks. Lots of people buy Starbucks. And I encourage you, anybody out there listening, please buy Starbucks. And from my family to yours, we thank you for the contributions to our dividends that are paid from Starbucks. I also bought IBM, ticker symbol IBM, at $118.50. Now that one's jumped up a little bit. I think I saw it around $124, $125 today, which is, um, you know, that's a nice little ego boost. But I'm more concerned with their dividend. That is a beautiful $1.63 every 90 days, every quarter. Uh, As I've said, IBM is not a growth company. There's not a lot of room that I see for them to grow. And I'm buying that for the dividend for certain. And then I bought uh, Realty Income, ticker symbol O, at $58.42. So I rolled some of the dividends I received from uh, Realty Income right back into them. Now, fun little trick. I do not receive enough dividends to buy a whole share. but So we'll just say for fun, a share costs... We'll, we'll round it down to $58. If I receive $4 in dividends from Realty Income, well, I'll still buy a whole share, but now I look as I got a $4 discount on that. So instead of buying at 58, I'm buying it at 54. So still a fun little trick that you can use to not worry about your dividend buying you a whole share. Um, I am getting that with AT&T and Altria. Uh, Altria, I have 100 shares of that. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I have 100 shares of that in two different accounts. So in each of those accounts, I'm getting 84 bucks. So that is enough uh, to buy a whole share. So that's kind of cool. And that's fun to look at and fun to do. Fun fact here about Realty Income that uh, they currently have a 4.78% starting yield on the dividend, which is very nice. They do pay monthly, if you didn't know. They are the monthly dividend paying company. And their top, so they do uh, realty, uh, duh, <laughs> realty income. Hello. So they do, uh, they do real estate. And their top three tenants, if you did not know, number one is Walgreens. It makes up 6% of their portfolio. They have 250 Walgreens stores that are under their uh, leasing contract. Second is 7-Eleven with 403 stores, makes up 4.7% of their portfolio. And third is Dollar General with a whopping 764 stores, but that only makes up 4.4% their portfolio. If you haven't been on Realty Income's website, I highly recommend it. It's very investor friendly, a lot of nice infographics, a lot of nice numbers broken out right from the horse's mouth, which is where I got those. So 
I love Realty Income. Just a fantastic company. They pay a monthly dividend. Um, I could go on about them. So uh, if you're not familiar with Realty Income, now you are. Do some research, and I think you'll find that you like them too. And they're still at a good price. Still under $60 a share currently. So uh, what else did I buy? I bought some John... I was a busy little beaver this week. Buying a lot for the taxable. I bought some Johnson & Johnson again at $149.53. I bought that today on my lunch break. Pretty fun. Actually, on my lunch break today, I bought Johnson & Johnson at $149.53. Uh, still at low PE. Uh, top of my head, I think it's still around a 17 or so. Uh, give or take, I did it again. Did you hear that? What is that? <laughs> so J&J, still solid, still probably my favorite, as it is just about every dividend growth investor's favorite. There's a reason that it is that. It is a super solid company, and it is almost, uh, I, I like to say, like a bond proxy. It's just very, very solid and safe. And then I bought some Pepsi, Pepsi Co. ticker symbol PEP at $134.50. You know, that's a little bit overpriced. Um, I'm building that up nice. It's getting to be a bigger position. And I'm not worried about uh, real uh, realty. They're on my head. You see, you see realty income, dude. I, I love realty income. Uh, Pepsi Co. So they had a, a earnings report re- earlier this week. I'm confused. It's been a weird week for me because I had uh, flights and whatnot, but I do believe that was this week. If not, it's fine. Um, Their snacks, their food segment was growing big, but the beverages took a bit of a hit. So for Pepsi, food up, and and I said their snacks.com and pantryshop.com, very solid, uh, very innovative that they are going direct to the consumer, right from the factory to your door, skipping the middleman, skipping the grocer. And we'll see how that plays out in the long run. Uh, that's something relatively new that they started a couple months ago. So, yeah, anyway, I added $19.10 of dividend income, annual dividend income to my taxable this week. So, not bad. I love it. I love this. I'm looking forward to next week. Sometimes I get a little bit sad that it's Friday because the market's going to be closed for two days, but it gives us time to prepare as investors, gives us time to think what we want, refine our shopping list. I always have a shopping list of what I'm looking at buying. And then and then in the self-directed IRA, which I took $30,000 from my traditional, rolled it over into Schwab. Uh, paid had to pay American funds $125 to process that, but that's okay because as soon as I did that, I sold a couple covered calls and kind of got that money back right off the bat. Uh, so I had to, in 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 saying that, if you don't know, I I bought a hundred shares of Altria and AT&T, so I could use those to start selling covered calls. Is what I mean by that. I received. Uh, dividends in the IRA in the self-directed IRA from Realty Income. I have 25 shares, so I've received $5.84. And then I also what Charles Schwab does is if you have cash sitting in their uh, in your account, they do pay you interest on that. It's super small. I I should find out what the number is. I believe it was 0.001 something. I received 12 whole cents from them. 
But I'll tell you what, 12 cents is better than no cents, so I will take it. Look at the optimistics, bright side of that. And what did I buy? I bought, and I bought these on the beach too, so I remember distinctly, these were two beach buys. Uh, I bought two shares of General Dynamics, ticker symbol GD, at $142.25. And when I bought that, still only a PE of 12. Um, I talked about them a little bit. And I also noticed that my utilities, if you go to my dividend tracker portfolio, if you go to YouTube and type in Dapper, I tell you, it's been a long day and I've been in the sun. My brain is fried. Dapper dividends portfolio. If you tap that, tap it, go ahead, tap, tap, tippy tap it away into YouTube. It will come and you will see on your screen, you will see the portfolio that I put together and a link to it which I'm going to update when this is over and I have the pie chart and I noticed that just a teeny tiny little sliver was utilities and all I had was a few shares of con ed ticker symbol ed so I added to con ed three shares at $71.92 utility sector if you haven't noticed utilities and healthcare are starting to heat up fun little thing you can go to finviz and there is a sector screener where you can see the daily weekly monthly uh, six month i think and then the yearly performance by each of the 11 sectors and recently utilities is starting to heat up so i also drew a line in the sand with one of my other favorite utility companies duke ticker symbol D-U-K, Duke Energy. I bought two shares of Duke at $80.93. I like Duke. Duke is solid. Duke is safe. Dominion, their competitor, cut the divvy. Uh, Yeah, that's a whole big mess. I'm not going to get into it because I'm tired. I still haven't eaten dinner yet. It's nine o'clock at night here, and this is how dedicated and committed I am. I wanted to get this out. Uh, Hog in the TV room here. My kids have to watch TV upstairs, but Uh, They're going to go to bed soon, and my wife and I will probably eat dinner together and watch a show. So, where was I? Yes, one more buy. Chevron, ticker symbol CVX. I bought three shares at $87.17. Still not afraid of the oil sector. I'm still putting my money where my mouth is. I'm still adding to ExxonMobil. I'm still adding to Chevron. And I think those two are fully integrated enough. They're big enough. And I don't think that they're going to be cutting. But then again, I don't own Royal Dutch Shell anywhere. And I didn't think that they were going to cut. And they did. So could be wrong. But from what I've looked at, I like uh, Chevron and Exxon the best. And what a fun thing I do. I posted a picture when we were le- <laughs> when we were leaving. I had to fill up the rental van to bring it back. And what did I do? Boom, typed in Exxon closest Exxon station was four blocks away took a picture posted it on Twitter I help myself out when I can at work we have a fleet card and I always go to an X to a mobile I wanted to say Exxon so in South Carolina there's no mobile it's Exxon but here in the Chicago area it is mobile and there are no Exxons that I've seen so I go to mobile when I can use the company's money to try and help uh, Exxon out any way I can. Just that teeny little bit extra. You know, I like to feel I'm doing my part when I can. So that's what I bought, and that added an additional $16.48 
annual dividend income. I love that. Spent some money. That's so, so you see what this is something I didn't understand when I was younger. I would look at a company like we'll just say Johnson and Johnson paying currently a dollar one per share every 90 days. And then I would look at something, you know, that has a much higher yield, but it's cheaper and say, you know, hey, this XYZ stock is paying 43 cents a share and it's only, you know, 18 bucks a share. Well, there's the yield trap. And that, you know, this ties into what Warren Buffett says is you got to pay up for quality. When he says price is what you pay and value is what you get. So true. That's what I'm living by now. That's why I'm buying J&J high. That's why I buy Pepsi high. Well, I say high, but com- compared to a company that you think like, well, this is for 40 cents and it's, you know, 20 bucks a share. I could spend $60 and I'm getting more in dividend income than buying one share of Johnson and Johnson. But there is a reason that Johnson and Johnson and Pepsi and I wanted to say Boeing. I'm trying to think of stocks that are McDonald's, Walmart, you know, there's reasons that these stocks are the price they are because they are solid companies. You can sleep easy. You know, these dividend kings and dividend aristocrats that have been consistently raising the dividend for 20 years, for 40 years, they've been through, pardon my French, they've been through a lot of shit. And not only did they weather the storm, but they said, we're paying higher dividend we're going to increase that divvy payout because they are so strong so you must pay for quality that's what that's what the smart people say that's what buffett says it took me a bit to figure that out i tried to go the other route and you know it it didn't work out that's my lesson to you if you're new at this just pay up and there's really no excuse not to pay up now on my Stashing Worthy Acorns YouTube channel, I just bought five more dollars today that I'm going to talk about worth of Apple. Companies at an all-time high, great company, but you're, <laughs> you're there's a reason that Apple is, uh, you know, there's a reason that Apple is pushing $400 a share, and then there's a reason that I don't know Sprint or BlackBerry. There's a reason BlackBerry's like what is that, 12 bucks, under 10. Uh, in the teens, I think last I looked. So do yourself a favor. On Schwab, there's slices. I know on Robinhood, you can buy fractional. So with all these fractional shares stash, there's no excuse. You can buy $5, $15 of Johnson & Johnson. You don't even need to save up for a whole share, which is beautiful, which is brilliant. Everyone should do. You can wait for a drop too. I don't know if that's ever coming. Um, maybe it's all these Robinhooders propping the market up, you know, going, uh, pumping a uh, bankrupt stock like Hertz from whatever it was, 30 cents, 70 cents, all the way to $7. Uh, okay. Cuckoo, but whatever, whatever, whatever. So anyway, I'm running out of steam here. My mind's drifting off. I'm going to close it down. I'm going to shut it down. But I love it. This is motivated. This keeps me going. I love doing this. I love trying to share any kind of knowledge, whether you're been doing this forever maybe uh i'll say something you, you don't know or you haven't heard maybe something that's motivating that i heard not even necessarily dividend wise but um hey if you find value cool keep listening keep coming back keep helping me out by listening and yeah so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get out of here oh my god my song of the show quick one here when i was in fourth grade 
I distinctly remember that I went through about a probably almost year-long 1950s and 60s uh, rock and roll music, R&B music kick. I listened to the oldies as they called them back then. I don't know what they're called now. So this was 1987. They called those oldies and those songs at that point were about 30 years old. So um, they called them oldies back then. But anyway, so artists like Sam Cooke, I, I think Twist in the Night Away was the first one I heard. And I just remember that voice. It was just, it was butter. It was smooth. It was so, it was silk. Like, <laughs> When I listen to Sam Cooke sing, you hear me talk about it, and people that aren't into music, I don't know if you'll ever get this, but when I hear Sam Cooke sing, I've, I hear, I feel it in my soul, in my heart. Like, I, I feel it. I don't know what, how to describe it. I don't just hear it with my ears. I, I hear it. And two of the songs that I just absolutely love by him are A Change Is Gonna Come and You Send Me. I had to pick one of these, and I got to go with You Send Me. It was his biggest hit. It went to number one, I think, for three weeks. And tragically, Sam Cooke died when he was 33. Very weird story. See if you can find a YouTube quick little 10, 15-minute documentary on his life. Very tragic that he died so young. He was breaking into, or as the story goes, he was breaking into a hotel manager's office and the kind lady shot him and she hit him right in the heart killed him and she was never charged because they deemed it as uh, justifiable homicide or she was defending herself so but that doesn't change the fact that the man was an amazing singer and left us some amazing songs and we're at 25 minutes almost 26 minutes in I am going to get out of here. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check out my YouTube channel, Stashing Worthy Acorns, where I put $50 into the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds app, and the Acorns app. And I'm adding $20 a month, and I am updating it every week. I'm doing this for two years. I'm using and reviewing, and it's for beginners. It's This is probably um, not going to apply to a lot of you, but if it does, check that out too different ways of investing and uh, throw some fun little video animations in there sporadically throughout the video so check that out i'll talk to you on tuesday and please remember that everyone you meet has something to teach you